0: here Sunday. Hey that message Sunday, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah that was that was so powerful. Um, if you weren't liberated and set free on some levels Sunday then then I I don't know what to say to you man. I I pray for you. What a powerful message And, and it dovetails really nicely into some of the things we're gonna talk about today and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk fast so that we can get through this. But it's so important what Pastor Dan was talking about, the perfected love and, 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 you know, casting out the fear and all those things that truly do liberate us. You know, the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. freedom. Listen, if you're not being freed up and liberated in your, in your spirit, in your mind by, by pastors and men and women of faith around you, if they're not making you feel free, then the words they're using aren't carrying the spirit. I just want to say that. And that's a cautionary tale for all of us, right? Myself included. Um Matthew 6:33, we know it all very popular and I know I'm not going there quite yet, but keep it up. It says what seek first what? The kingdom It says, seek first the kingdom. Diane, the reason she's being blessed so much and her needs are being met, I'm just going to tell you, I saw in the spirit and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt because she's seeking first the kingdom. It's okay to seek other things. It doesn't say don't seek anything else. It just says seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Okay, it's okay for us to seek you know, a career and and relationships and finances. There's nothing wrong with that, but seek first the kingdom. And when you do that, the pressures in life that choke out oftentimes the good thing that God has for us, they don't have any bearing on our lives. Seek first his kingdom. So I, I just wanted to say that. I saw that. I want to get our head in the game today because I want all of us, last week I talked a little bit about old creation, new creation, and some of those things, and, and I, I made a comment that when Jesus was talking about eat my flesh and drink my blood, that everyone was offended and left, right? We remember that? And, and I made a comment about Jesus explaining to the disciples, i got to get my notes out, he told them, listen, this is spirit right here. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. This is spirit. You have to see this with spirit eyes. If you're looking at that in the natural, you're going to be offended. And he said, do you want to leave too, right? Jesus grew his church down to 12. I don't know how many was in this church before that. How many? Any scholars in here? Is it 3,000 or something? A lot. There's a big church. One statement, Go on. bam. That's not a marketing plan for a big growth church. They said, this is hard stuff. He said, this is spirit. You have to see this for it not to be offensive. In in Matthew, in chapter 11, verse 6, he says, he said, blessed are those that aren't offended at me. Jesus said this. He said, blessed are those that aren't offended at me. So many of the things are an offense to our natural way of thinking. Even what she just explained right there, some of the testimony of the goodness of God as it was revealed through your your sister that just came up here. Even some of those things on the natural level are an offense to some people. In Corinthians it says it's foolishness to those that don't have what we have. Listen, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Do you know that, that cr- Christ is never going to die? And he's inside you, right? It's Christ in us, we're working that. Uh-oh, this is a tough thing right here. Don't be offended at me here. I'm just pointing out the obvious. I don't know what that means to you, but I want you to chew on that for a while when you leave here. I want you to start looking in this treasure book for some of the mysteries and treasures and know that Christ in you is never going to die. That, it never is going to die. All right I'm going to go to Second Timothy. So is that where we're at right here? 3:15. It says, in that from childhood, you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So there's a wisdom coming through this, right? through this. There's a wisdom coming through this. Corinthians says that the wisdom and power of God is the cross, right? So we know that there was many forms of religion forever that denied and lacked the power. But we know the cross brought the power and wisdom, and this gives us insight into a lot of what this scripture is saying. We also know by reading this right here that salvation is met through faith, right? So get this picture in the spirit. You have to go through this thing called faith to hit salvation. Now, whatever you thought about salvation, I just want to tell you what it is not. It is not you coming up here and saying a prayer every time you do something bad. It it is not that. In fact, We have to work it out. We have to work out our own salvation. We're going to take some looks at salvation, but I want you to know that some of the things that perhaps we have to unwind in our thinking and experiences are as simple as that, simple truth, which that is not what salvation is. It's just saying a few words and following me. Okay? So... Salvation is met through faith, right? So we've got to go through faith to get somewhere. Go to the next scripture. Thessalonians 5, 5, 9. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for attaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we get to salvation through faith, and we also have to go through our Lord to get to salvation right? we, We know the scripture that we are saved by grace. When he was on the cross, it was nothing you did. He reconciled the world to himself on the cross while we were still sinners, not imputing that against us, right? He didn't keep record of it, didn't even, doesn't even register anywhere. It says that he didn't impute it. There is no record of it. He reconciles while we were enemies to him, keeping no record. And then he said, forgive them, Father. And he started releasing his grace. It was in that moment that we were were given the key and the access to a bridge called faith. We were saved by Jesus Christ, by everything he did, nothing I did or you did. And then it says, and through faith. So we're saved by grace, through faith, correct? Is, that, is everyone following me? Is that right? Just scream if I'm wrong. Listen, I don't pretend to know everything and I don't mind getting dishes thrown at me or whatever. I'm Greek. Go to the next scripture. You got to be old to understand that. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the Word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are invisible. <clears throat> By faith, we understand. So it's through faith that we get salvation. It's through Jesus Christ. And it's also by faith that we begin to understand these things, right? So this seems like a difficult thing, right? And I I just want you to know, faith isn't tightening your fists a little bit more and closing your eyes tighter and saying, I just got to pray harder. Faith isn't that we need to understand what faith is. And we're going to go there. And Dan touched on it. And it was powerful, Pastor Dan, what he talked about. And we're going to go there. But I want to get through this first. And then I'm going to kind of tie it up so you can understand where I'm going with it. Go to the next scripture, Hebrews 11.3. Uh, yeah, Hebrews 12.2. I'm sorry. Hebrews. You're right. Next one. I'm wrong. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter. Some translations say the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So so fixing our eyes on Jesus, who, it says, is the author and finisher, that's an odd Use of language right there. Author and finisher. Author and finisher. It means that he's writing a book. It means Jesus is writing a book. And this book is a book of faith. And he's the author. And it's going to finish somewhere. It has a beginning and an end. And like any book that anyone writes, it's a book to teach, to guide, to instruct. So, Jesus himself is writing a book, and it's an autobiography. I just want you to know that too. Oh, this is so good. You're going to get this in a minute. I'm excited. It's an autobiography. He's going to start it, and he's going to finish it. He's the author and finisher, and it's going to guide you, and it's going to teach you, and it's going to take you from one place into another place. Is that good? Are we good there? You guys following me? All right, go to the next one. Where are we at? Fear. So we got to touch on this real quick. Pastor Dan hit it good, but I'm just going to rehash a few things so I can go to the end of this. Therefore, since the children share in the flesh and blood, he himself likewise also partook of the same, that through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is the devil. So we know that the last enemy was what? Death. So he conquered that. He took on our flesh and blood that he could conquer death. And then he goes one step further and might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. See, when he died on the cross and he conquered death, it was done. And when he said it was finished, he really meant it. He meant it was finished and all that was left was fear. That's all the enemy has left for you or me, is buy, for us to buy into a fear because death has been conquered and fear is what's left. So we think about this all the time. We honor death. We take a look at it. In fact, we make God's enemy our friend. We prepare for things by looking at death. We, we craft different sermons around it. And I find it really interesting that the culture that honored and respected and studied death more than any other culture, which were the Egyptians, held God's children in bondage for so long. So so I want you to see in the Spirit, I want, you to, I want you to hear what I'm saying. There's some real central themes that we can see written throughout Scripture that are very, very insightful and important to pay attention to. We see a lot written about the law and a sin consciousness, right? We see a lot of that written because even though that was taken care of, There's a fear of that. There's a remnant of that. There's a remaining residual effect on all of our lives and everything we do. And and so there's scripture after scripture, teaching after teaching. Just a little bit of law will spoil it all. You can't mix law and grace. You can't do it, but we still do it because it's there and it's been ever-present and it's been taught for so long. That's why in the Emmaus walk when Jesus was walking with them, it says he opened up the scripture so they could understand. And some of us need to see with the Spirit to open up the Scripture. There are some other themes that are talked about all the time. If you read some of Paul's prayers or Jesus' prayers in here, it'll give you some real insight on how your prayer life should look like. Not in here do you find prayers by Paul in Colossians or Ephesians or Jesus saying, man, I just need a new car, and I wish I would get that job, and dog, you know, you know, been pretty good, and I need a ton of these, and get me that woman. I need three of those, two of those. It's short order. Cook, and by the way, Santa Claus. You're not going to find any of that in his... Read the prayers. The prayers are really insightful, and I'm giving you some of these nuggets because I want you to really do this on your own. I want you to search out some of these treasures that are in there because it's going to open doors. It's going to unlock understanding. It's going to give you insight into the mysteries and the power of Jesus Christ, right? back there. I got an amen. Where are we at? So Hebrews 2, 14 and 15, or are we right here? Did I already do this one? God did not give us the spirit of, Pastor Dan hit this. Listen, if God didn't give us the spirit of fear, where'd it come from? All right. Begs the question, if God didn't give us that spirit of fear, where'd it come from? Yeah, go ahead. Next scripture. I got to catch up. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment. And the one who fears is not perfected in love. So listen, so God didn't give us fear. He didn't give us a spirit of fear. The, the scripture says that death has been, that it's been taken care of, but there's a fear of death left. And the thing that handles fear is love, right? So, go to the next scripture. Because it says that perfect love casts out fear. So, let's find out a little bit about love because we need to understand. And and I want you to get a real clear picture and understand this as we unfold some of the scripture. There are literally hundreds of scripture that are going to unlock the understanding if you start searching for them and you understand this right now. This is one of them. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So love casts out all fear. It perfects us. We can only be saved through Jesus. Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is fully love. We can only get salvation through faith which brings us to Jesus Christ and the full understanding. Let me let me give you another scripture. Where are we at? And the one who do not does not love is that the last one. Oh, I got two pages. I must not have gave you the other page. So so let me let me finish this for you. There's an author and finisher of our faith. And 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 there's a beginning and an end. And faith is required for salvation, right? Faith is required for salvation. And Jesus Christ is salvation. And he's also required. So the knowledge of God, Jesus Christ, which is love. That's what it says. For God is love. So God is the book that's being written in your heart. And it's being taught and guided and perfected in your heart. And in that, it's casting out all fear, all remnant of fear, that you're no longer guided by death and the fear of death, because it says Jesus came that he may give life and life in abundance. He conquered death. 2 Timothy 1.10 says that the gospel and revelation of Jesus Christ is death abolished, life immortal in the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, I know some of you are saying, well, what about judgment? What about all this? Listen, God's judgment is on death. Yeah. Right? Revelations, it says that, Behold, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Right? We talked about that last week. New creation, old creation. Behold, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. It's the bride. Who's the bride? (sighs) What what scripture last week did we talk about? Mark chapter 4. If you don't get this parable, you won't get any. Did we talk about that? I want to tell you how important faith in your heart is to let God perfect His uh, the complete revelation of God's power, wisdom, and love to be perfected in your heart. You know, in the, in the old creation, we had heaven and earth, and in the midst of that, there was a garden planted, and all you had to do was tend to it. Right? Is that what it says in Genesis? In new creation, there's a new heaven and earth, and it's the Word, And it's flesh. In the old creation, there's a garden, which is the heart in the midst of old creation. Mark chapter 4, Jesus says, if you don't get this parable, you won't get any of them. And it says the word is the seed, and it goes to the heart. Our job is to tend to our heart like they were supposed to tend to the garden. They fell short tending the garden, and there was a day that death entered in. The new garden is our heart, and Jesus says, listen, my word needs to penetrate your heart. And there's going to be pressures of the world that are going to chase it out. There's going to be thinking and things that are going to chase it out. But if you'll tend to your heart and allow my word to penetrate and give you revelation of my love for you, I will perfect it in faith unto your salvation. Yeah, it is good. You guys, are you seeing this? Can you see? Okay. <clears throat> it's right on time, right? It is hot. I, I just want to encourage you that, that you know, to, to, to begin to look at the scripture through the filter and lens of a life and a life of abundance. I want you to look at the scripture through a completely different paradigm. I want it to open up to you and see how clear and what a treasure book this becomes when we unwrap some of the old things that maybe we thought we knew and I know it can be an offense and blessed is he who's not offended at me. I'm not saying this. This is scripture. Jesus is saying that. He says, I came to bring life and life in abundance. Not to bring hell, not to do it. I came to bring life and life in abundance. Abundance. So, so, tend to your heart. Tend to the word, which is God, which is love, which all things were created by, for, and through, that came flesh, and he began to dwell in you. We are that light on the hill we are in revelation the bride coming down and in the middle of that in the middle of the bride there's only one tree there's no longer an opportunity to miss the mark like in old creation you see old creation had two trees and one of them had a day of death because God said if you eat from this one in that day you will die new creation only has one tree there's no way to miss the mark again sin has been taken care of you can only get life and life in abundance all that's left is fear and thinking Have no rear view mirror. Fear not things from yesterday. Store up not which rusts and go away. Seek first his kingdom, the king's domain, which is you now. Jesus said it's not here, it's not there, it's not food, it's not drink. You are the king. It's in you. Seek first that and tend to your heart. Is that all right? You guys all right with that? All right. Father God, thank you, Jesus. Bless these people. uh, life, love, prosperity open their eyes to see the scripture let it jump out at them let, it, let your living word come alive let them just uh, dino tune in and see life and life abundance and, and all of the mysteries and power and wisdom of your gospel and, and Lord God we thank you we thank you for this journey and we thank you for everything you've done in Jesus name we pray Amen